At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. The numbers told the story they always do. This is a numbers game with Gil Alexander on v one of those idiots who believe in analytics. Good Tuesday morning to you. It is a numbers game at Visa, the Sports Betting Network, Visa.com, the Visa app, Fubo, Slink, Game Plus, iHeartRadio, YouTube TV, all brought to you by BetMGM Nevada. Did I mention it's Gil Alexander? I can never remember if I did or not. Jeff Parlay, producer number five and eight, is here as well. The Grover Cleveland of producers. How you doing, Jeff? Are you good? Did anything happen yesterday? I, listen, here's the thing. I told Drew, Drew Dinsick usually starts the show with us on Tuesday mornings. I said, Drew, you may want to sit out the first segment because I got some stuff to say. <laughs> and I don't want to subject you to it. So Drew Dinsick is going to join us. Segments two and three here from NBC Sports Edge uh, podcast. NBC's, uh, what is it? The NBC Sports Beat the Edge podcast, right? Is that what it is? Uh, and then, of course, from the Deep Dive podcast as well. Dan Bespers on the NBA are the Warriors without Clay better than the Lakers with LeBron? Among the questions I'll be asking him. I get it, LeBron didn't play last night, but I'm saying. Pete Futak, college football, we'll talk to him. And a special numbers game investigation reveals that the college basketball season begins tonight with 70 games. So Jim Root from Three Man Weave will join us later. And uh, Greg Peterson for the Greg Peterson Experience. Will Greg be in studio with Jim and us? There's a game-time decision. Game-time decision. We'll see if Greg can fit it in to his schedule. He may have a thing otherwise. All right, so listen, here's the thing. Let me just start by saying this. I hate nothing more than people who bet, who say games are fixed. Hate nothing more than that. Hate people who typically say, oh, there should be an investigation. But I would like to concede that last night, Captain Jack Andrews, who should be the commissioner of sports betting. He articulated this as, as best as I could. 
So I just want to re- I retweeted this. This is what he said. He goes, I make it a point never to tweet anything that could be construed as the NFL not being 100% a fair game on the field. However, after tonight, if someone typed it out for me, I'd hit send. That's perfect. That's pitch perfect. That's exactly how I feel. If someone typed it out for me, I would actually hit send. In case you missed it last night, in case you're trapped under a heavy object. Let's just let's just go to the, there's no reason to, to do anything but talk about the plays in question. It's 14 to 3, third quarter, 9-19 left in the third, second and goal for the Bears at the Steelers one yard line. 14 to 3. Justin Fields rolls out, hits Jimmy Graham, touchdown. Should be 14 to 9, pending either an extra point or a two-point conversion, no matter whichever they wanted to do. Instead, Tony Carrenti and staff call a low block on James Daniels, who did not make any contact with T.J. Watt. Yet, they called it. Said he initiated contact outside the tight ends box. From the pool reporter Adam Hodge, I hope I'm pronouncing that correctly, this is Carrenti. I have to judge that there was contact, and that's what I judged. Hodge, so you judged that there was contact? Carrenti, yes, I did. From my perspective and in my position, yes. So it gets pushed back. Two plays later, it's third and goal at the 15. It's still 14-3. to three. No roughing the passer penalty called against Justin Fields. When clearly, by today's very, very sensitive protective, protect the quarterback culture, that should be a call. If that's a hit on Big Ben in the same situation, they throw not one flag, but 17,000 flags. It is infuriating watching this game. So from the, that sequence, I am livid, and I have really not much involved here. Not much at all. And for those of you out there right now who are like, Gil, didn't you take Buffalo and Survivor? Aren't you just bitter about this? Uh, listen, I, uh, I resemble that remark. But I'm just saying, that's not what this is about. <laughs> it's not the point of this. Stay focused. So that's infuriating to be with you. Because you're like, what am I watching here? Like, what? This, this league is Michigan enough. What am I watching here? So it continues. By the way, nobody from New York corrected him either. That's been a thing this year as well. Oh, well, they'll get a call from New York. They say, hey, oh, you know, James Daniels didn't really make contact with T.J. Watt. You should just pick up the flag. Nope, none of that. So that is 23 to 20. We move on. The Bears, despite all of this, besides the unbelievable flag fest, by the way, the Bears ended up with 12 penalties for 115 yards. The Steelers, five for 30. Now, to be sure, to be, to be fair, a few of those Bears penalties were this unbelievably strange, just blind spot the Bears seemed to have for the line of scrimmage last night. It was the most, Jeff is laughing, it's the most ridiculous thing I've ever seen. They would throw a flag for offsides, and then the very next play, you would see a bear on the defensive line even further over the line, and the refs would be like, do I throw this again or do I not? I don't know. It's like, what was, the, what was the perception issues with the Bears' defensive line? You do realize your entire head is in the Pittsburgh is over the is over the line of scrimmage. What are you doing? It was the whole night too. It was completely bizarre. It was like they were like, "Hey, just do it every play and dare them to throw a flag." But let's get back to the real point because I don't want to deflect from really what was happening in this game. So they call the 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 low block that wasn't 
on James Daniels, negates a touchdown. Then they don't call the roughing the passer that should have put them back in a goal-to-go situation and would have put them on the doorstep of another touchdown. So the Bears end up settling for a field goal. It's 14-6. to But we move on later, and it does get to 23-20. to We'll spare all the details in between. But it gets to 23-20. to It's third and eight for Pittsburgh now at the Chicago 47. Three minutes and 40 seconds left in this game. Three minutes, 40 left in the fourth quarter. Big Ben gets sacked by Cassius March. Uh, Cassius Marsh. uh, Pardon me. Cassius Marsh sacks Big Ben, does a karate kick, and then does the sort of like, you know, little little dance towards but not near the Pittsburgh sidelines. I don't believe said a word. Flag. Flag for taunting. Are you kidding me? Are you absolutely kidding me? I lost my mind. What in the world is this? Carenti in the pool from reporter Adam Hodge after the game. He moved towards the bench in a posture that I felt was taunting. Oh, you felt that, did you? You felt that you should change the entire course of this game with that. By the way, that's not to mention the little hip check that Carenti then threw at Cassius Marsh on his way back. After which, Carenti threw the flag. Now, Carenti, <clears throat> pardon me, denies that the contact is what induced the flag. Did you not find that hip check a little strange, Jeffrey? It was a little odd. Look, it's been a few years now where I felt everything that Tony Carenti has done refereeing football games has been strange. But that was... Oh, this is I, his no, no, tour no, de force. That, that, that was the Mona Lisa last night of incompetency from, from that crew last night. So Pittsburgh maintains the ball up 23-20. to 20. Four plays later, including Chicago having to burn two timeouts. Boswell, 52-yard field goal, puts Pittsburgh up 26-20. to 20. Will people in the mainstream media, this is my biggest pet peeve this morning, everybody that I've listened to is saying, oh, well, the NFL is so thankful that then the Bears went down and got a touchdown to go ahead, so they're off the hook. No, they're not. They had to use two timeouts, and Pittsburgh got a field goal out of it. It changes everything that happened after that. It's insane. I'm only confining this to one segment because otherwise I'll lose my mind. So it's 27 to 26 after the Bears touchdown. It's, it's a, you know, a seven-play drive from the Bears after it was 26 to 20. After that field goal that the Steelers were gifted, the Bears have a seven-play drive. They come down, score 27 to 26. It was a 16-yarder from Fields to Mooney. The big play on that was a Fields to Robinson 39-yard hookup. Stop saying the NFL is thrilled that Chicago went down and scored suggesting that it didn't affect the outcome of this game. Please. Seven plays later, Boswell from the 40 for the win because Chicago left uh, enough time on the clock. And they only, and here's the thing, 30 seconds left. Chicago only had the one timeout left. They went 22 yards. They miss a 66-yard field goal attempt ball game. So much. I mean, there's so much of this. One, we got a tweet yesterday, remember, where we're like, someone was like, I believe it was Man Bear Puig. He was like, when are, when are coaches going to finally understand that not having anybody back for punts is plus EV? Steelers did it last night. Let the, let the Bears right in the game. Muffed a punt, 23-20. It's just unbelievable. They were up 10 with the ball, six minutes left. Are they just fair catch or they just have nobody back there? It doesn't happen. I mean, but there, there are no Dante Halls. There are no Mike Nelmses. There are no Devin Hesters in the world anymore. It's just terrible. 
So that was, I mean, there's that, and it's just that is that is the most disgusting display of officiating I think I ever remember. What a gift, gift win that was for the Steelers. And all of that, once again, one of our other themes this year after Monday nights, all of that having to fight through Brian Greasy all night. Because there was that as well. There was a couple of things that happened. One, when the Bears tied it up at 26 to 26, there was an encroachment penalty on the Steelers, moving the ball to the one. And Brian Greasy suggested live on air that the Bears might want to go for two. Gave them options, he said. <laughs> what? What? Huh? Then 40 seconds left in the game. Remember, this is the Big Ben game-winning drive, or the, the Steelers game-winning drive, ultimately, would prove to be. 40 seconds left. They're down 27 to 26 because the Bears correctly decided to kick the extra point. Greasy. Big Ben spikes it on second and two at the Chicago 24 because he thought he caught a 12th man on the field. Turns out it was the 11th man, and he was wrong to have done that. And Greasy goes, oh, Big Ben. Just, he doesn't need to look at the coaches. He knew the situation. Stop the clock there and go, no, he could have cost them the game. Because remember from the other discussion we just had, Chicago only had one timeout left because Corrente messed it up for them to begin with. They had to blow two timeouts. So with 40 seconds left and Chicago only having one timeout and being second down, they could have just ran the clock down to three seconds left and kicked the game winner with 0-0 on the clock. Instead, it's the worst thing that possibly happened. Could have cost the Steelers the game. And Brian Greasy's like, oh, Big Ben. Oh, so smart. It's not what he did, man. Oh, I'm so disgusted by that game. How do we watch this? Was that in any way too much, Jeff? Was that appropriate amount of outrage? I, I enjoyed it. Oh, my God. Anyway, Steelers win 29-27. Congratulations to all the survivors who got through with that. How that hit an over, I'll never know either. We'll come back. Drew Densick. Glad to have not been subjected to that. Drew Densick on the NFL. It's a numbers game. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. Hey guys, this is Matt Jones, Drew Franklin from the Fade This Podcast. We got a great episode coming up, picks in all the sports, football, basketball, we do them all, but here's a preview of this week's episode. Do you think it's more embarrassing to dye your hair 
or to have hair plugs. I don't think either are embarrassing if you're not trying to conceal it and act like you didn't. Okay, so you think if you just come out and go, I got hair plugs. Yeah, like check out these hair plugs. I mean, don't just walk around, hey, tapping, hey, <laughs> hey, stranger, I don't want you thinking this is natural. You know, but I mean, <laughs> do you, you have to do that with everyone you meet? try to act like they, uh, you know what I mean. Yeah, but I mean like, like John Cena got it. You know, when John Cena came back to wrestling, he had a bald spot, and now he doesn't. Mm-hmm. You think he should be required in all interviews to say, look, by the way, I covered up my bald spot? Yeah, I guess it's weird. I mean, you don't wear a sign or like put a sign in your yard, but. All right, so what about toupees? Those are the most obvious. I but let's like. say you're like Bill Self and you can get it to where it looks good. His is magical. I don't even know if his is a toupee. It is. I think he went into the future and had a procedure we haven't even discovered yet. And this episode was brought to you in partnership with DraftKings. To hear more, listen and subscribe to Fade This on iHeartRadio or wherever you listen to podcasts. A numbers game with Gil Alexander on VSIN, the sports betting network. Football season is here, and it's time to download BetMGM Sports. It is Nevada's premier sports betting app. BetMGM has all your favorite wagering options, along with in-game betting, boosted odds specials, and much more. Just download the BetMGM app today. won't take you but a few seconds and stop by any MGM casino on the Strip with your state-issued ID to open an account and start placing sports bets from anywhere in Nevada. Whatever your sport, whatever your betting style, you're going to love BetMGM state-of-the-art technology and fan-friendly specials every day of the week. Visit BetMGM for terms and conditions. Must be 21 or older and physically located in Nevada. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call one 800 522-4700. We get tweets from B- uh, at beating the book. Always appreciated. Cody, let's Cody 182. Gilly forgot to mention the god-awful P.I. call late in the game against the Bears as well. We bet on this league. This is from uh, <laughs> this is from Matt Grissom. The only thing that would have been better to end that referee, re- referee rant was with the signature and we bet on this stuff statement. I was waiting for it. Matt, I don't want to use it too much because then People are going to think I'm not betting on this stuff, which sadly I am. Uh, Roger Jones, don't forget the Bears were only a foot short on the field goal as per Greasy. Well, you know what? That one I give him a pass for because I thought that hit the crossbar too. It did that optical illusion thing where it looked like it hit the crossbar. Oh, man. So many of these. I could read like I could read these for days. Thank you for all the tweets. I'll read some more later when it gets to Drew. Already made him wait a segment. Ladies and gentlemen, from the NBC Sports Bet the Edge podcast and Densit Classic, the deep dive podcast, which he does with his buddy Andy Molitor, uh, available where all podcasts are distributed. It is Drew Densick. How you doing, Drew? Oh, I'm doing well. That was a fantastic opening <laughs> to the show. Uh, I thought all of that was perfectly fair. Um, I, you know what? I was a little worried when you were about two thirds, they're halfway two thirds of the way through. I was a little worried. You weren't going to also get to throwing a little bit of shade on the broadcast, which was truly horrific. horrific. That, that was one of the worst broadcast and ESPN continues to carry water. Like nobody's business. It is really, uh, you know, it's a disservice to, um, actually improving the quality of the, uh, of the game, which is, uh, which is a shame, but, um, you know, I, I, the only thing I can really add to all, everything you had to say, uh, and this is a, a famous, uh, famous quote, and it's a little bit of uh, the other side of the coin, you know, a little bit of a retort, I guess. But uh, have you ever heard of Hanlon's razor? No. 
Okay, Hanlon Razor says, never ascribe to malice that which is adequately explained by incompetence. <laughs> and I think there is an element to that with well the done. NFL refing. Yes. Maybe not last night, yeah. right? Maybe not last night. Maybe last night there was malice. But in general, we've had a couple of primetime games just utterly marred by egregious officiating. Uh, we saw it in San Francisco, Green Bay, and most watched game of the week, week three. Um, you know, Sunday night football. It, there's been a number of examples this season where the officiating has gotten completely out of control and you know when when it's you can see it happening like a you know like a it, like in motion you can see the car crash happening because it's like um oh two or three bad calls in a row go against one team and then the officiating crew as a unit decides either okay we're gonna make this up and then try to pretend like nothing ever happened or we're gonna lean into it and Corinthians crew last night oh. you know, they, they they leaned into it and it was pretty brutal they michael jackson smooth criminal leaned into that one man that was the lean of all time uh what was that what was the quote against i've heard the quote before i just didn't know what it what it, you call oh it. Han, hanlon hanlon's razor never ascribe to malice that which is adequately ex- explained by incompetence and you know these officials <laughs> so great. these ref the referees here like these are just unspectacular middle-aged men this is the biggest thing that they do all week they go and referee these games they're you know they're not held accountable by the league at all at least publicly um and so there's never really going to be any consequences there's never really going to be any improvement until uh you know the the fans really force some change so it's it's a it's sad state of affairs but uh it is what it is it is what it is i believe that's uh the the (laughs) millennial razor i believe was what you call it all right so um Let's go back to this week. We want to get to your picks for week 10. Halfway through the regular season, my goodness. Um, When you put in who's had a buy and who hasn't, I think it's exactly the halfway point. So what was more off the charts, surprising or outlying, whatever you want to describe it as? Was it the Bills getting beat at Jacksonville without scoring a touchdown, losing to a nine-point outburst from the Jaguars? Uh, was it the Niners just being completely a no-show, uh, trailing 14 to nothing after the first quarter with no Kyler Murray, no DeAndre Hopkins, no A.J. Green on the other side of the football field? Or, wait for it, here it comes. Or was it the Cowboys at home down 30 to nothing before they scored anything against the Broncos? Like, what was, what was the one that was more, the most off the charts of that group? I'm okay giving the Cowboys a pass because we they have covered every game to this point in the season. They were a little bit due for a stinker. You know, teams tend to, over the balance of a season, perform on the uh, a normal distribution. And we had had no bad Cowboys performances yet. So uh, to borrow a gambling phrase, they were due. Um, I don't mind. I don't mind that one. Uh, the San Francisco one is frustrating because a team that that is you know has their season in the balance that has an advantage break in their favor to the tune of no starting quarterback, no wide receiver, one for your opponent, and then still can't get up for the game. That was an embarrassing performance, and really uh, that hangs directly around the neck of Shanahan and how he had that team prepared. Um, but also still not entirely surprising considering some of the losses we've seen San Francisco uh, roll out there under the. Shanahan regime. Uh, the Buffalo one is the one that really stands out to me. That was absolutely impossibly mind blowing. The fact that Buffalo shows up and scores six points against that Jaguars defense that was looking for every excuse to quit on their coach to this uh, point in the season. Uh, that was really, really wild. And Josh Allen has kind of been on cruise control this season. He's had a couple of stinker performances, hasn't really paid any price for it. Um, and you know, he was your market leader for MVP going into that game. And to see that 
level of play out of uh, Josh Allen was truly surprising. Um, you know, that was a, a throwback to the Josh Allen of old, his rookie year, you know, sophomore year, where he was just uh, completely lost at times and making really poor decisions. Um, and yes, to score six points and lose to the Jaguars was was unbelievable. And you know, again, you know, you go back in time and you're like. Uh, you know, you, you give me a little bit of information about that game. You're like, the Buffalo Bills will hold the Jacksonville Jaguars to nine points. I can guarantee you that. How much would you like to bet on the on the Buffalo Bills? Five I would be bajillion bankrupt. dollars. I would be bankrupt. Yes. <laughs> That's right. It's it's absolutely mind blowing. And yes, it's uh, you know, in general, I like the Buffalo coaching staff. In general, I like Dable's scheme. Um, I but the warning signs are there surrounding Josh Allen and some of his regression this season. And uh, you know, you can't help but wonder if what we saw last year was sort of the peak of his, you know, his range as opposed to, you know, what to expect going forward. I mean, you could have answered any one of those. It would have been okay with me. I mean, we, we had a gentleman, uh, Jeff and I walked out of the studio yesterday after the show, gentleman Joey from Boston. We know he's from Boston because he had a thick uh, accent. Well, somewhere in New England. Uh, he, uh, he said to us, he goes, how many games yesterday, we were talking this was about Sunday now, featured two games that played well, two, two teams rather that played well? Like wh- wh- how many games had two teams that actually played well? Because we had plenty of examples of two teams that played poorly, right? Kansas City beat Green Bay, but they played terribly. Jacksonville beat Buffalo, but they didn't do anything. Um, <laughs> there were so many games, right, where, where a lot of the winning teams didn't have to do much. I think the right. only oh, the only real example we came up with is like maybe Philly and the Chargers, maybe. Yeah. Yeah, that was a really high quality game. It was. And uh, you can't, you, I, honestly, you can't even really hang that on either defense performing poorly because they made some key stops over the balance of that game. Philly, you know, they get the goal end stop early. They, you know, they, they uh, keep themselves in the game early. Um, but then Herbert, it was really Herbert's excellence, I thought, in the second half that really got the Chargers over the line there. That was the most fun contest uh, in terms of just high quality play. The Vikings Ravens game was the most fun game just in terms of like, Oh my gosh! What's going to happen here? Mm-hmm. The way that the you know the ball took some insane bounces in that fourth quarter in that overtime possession there. Uh, ultimately, the Ravens come away with the win, but that one was high entertainment. Um, the most of the rest of the NFL in Week uh, Nine was pretty uh, was pretty forgettable. Let's go back to uh, Kyle Shanahan for a second. So, from a betting standpoint, if I ask you to think about Drew Dinsick's brain before the season started, and now Drew Dinsick's sure. brain at the halfway mark, is he and the Niners? the pinnacle of who you think differently about now is there is there a team that you've changed your opinion on more drastically than them no i don't think there is and um i think yeah no it's the niners for sure i had this team rated among the elite i thought that they were absolutely in the um in the running to win the NFC West. And now I think with a healthy Russell Wilson back, this is pretty obviously your fourth best team in the NFC West. Um, and Kyle Shanahan does seem to be going through a little bit of a crisis of, uh, you know, just not, I don't know if confidence is, it's, I'm, not, I'm not sure it's a crisis of confidence, but he's certainly the, the decisions of trading away the picks to pick third overall to going from, you know, having some sort of conviction in Mac Jones to ultimately swaying and taking Trey Lance, not playing Trey Lance uh, through the preseason and into this regular season, sticking with Jimmy Garoppolo, um, you know, trying to scheme ways around some of the injuries they've had, but ultimately, uh, you know, not preparing this team to perform. All of this is, um, you know, huge red red flags. And uh, we knew at the moment that they traded for the third overall pick that they were putting themselves on the clock, they being Shanahan and Lynch. 
bench. Um, and, uh, you know, they could not make the wrong decision here. And to this point in, in the season, it seems like they are struggling with what they with you know, their own decision making. Yeah. Um, I think at this point, if we don't see Trey Lance soon and get, you know, some real reps from him for the Niners, then I think it start to worry. You know, you start to worry about the hot seat for uh, for Shanahan. Not only the, the Lance Jones thing, they drafted Trey Sermon. They seem to prefer Elijah Mitchell uh, in, a, in a league that's fourth down crazy. They were fourth and 13 at the Arizona 39, down 17, 13 08 left. They punted. It, it just it's a disaster. We'll come back. Drew's week 10 picks in the NFL. Numbers game, Visa, the Sports Betting Network. A numbers game with Gil Alexander on VSIN, the Sports Betting Network. The VSIN midseason football special is here for only $99. You get everything VSIN has to offer from now to the end of the NFL playoffs, daily best bet emails, 24 7 video streaming, betting splits for every sport, point spread weekly, plus in depth data and analysis on VSIN.com and the upcoming College Hoops Betting Guide. It's a great deal at only $99 for the rest of football season. Sign up now at VSIN.com slash subscribe. College football with Pete Futak later. Also, college basketball with Jim Root. From? Where do you go to school, Jeff? From? Uh, I believe uh, University of Missouri for Jim Rudd. That's where Jeff went to school as well. And uh, Greg Peterson will talk college basketball later. Um, and then Jeff and I will talk about Week 10 as well. Uh, first, we get tweets at Beating the Book. This is, uh, let's see, do-to-do-to-do. Doug Davis, lost in all of this, did not ask that the pressers, how does Tomlin not go for it fourth and in inches and elects for a 54-yard field goal to make it 23-13? to Fair point. Jack Edwards, perfect amount of outburst regarding Greasy and Tony Carrente. Laughable on both counts. Very poor optics, in my opinion. Wise guy. Wise guy crypto. Absolutely spot on with the rant on Brian Greasy. I was laughing out loud in the car by myself. Matthew Mayberry. Actually, it was Levy who thought it hit the crossbar, LOL. Yes, it was Levy who thought so. But I, I thought so, too. I completely thought that that thing hit the crossbar until you realize it was well short. But again, if they had those timeouts, they could have gotten closer than 66 yards. Drew Dinsick back with us. <laughs> Sorry, Drew. That's gonna that's gonna haunt us the rest of the show. I'm sure haunt is not really the right the right word, no. but you know what I mean. All right, week ten. What have you bet so far, sir? Uh, it looks like, uh, you know, I've heard a lot of people make some commentary that they're not super thrilled with the card. and They're not all that excited. But I think there's a couple of really, really good games. Cleveland, New England really stands out as sort of the game of the week in terms of playoff leverage and sort of a good matchup. Uh, I haven't made a play on that one yet, but you've seen Cleveland take pretty uh, significant action so far. And that makes sense to me. Um, this probably should not have opened New England minus three. I think in the preseason, we would have seen something like Cleveland three and a half or four point favorites in this spot. So the fact that New England opened up at minus three was a little eye-opening. A um, couple of sides that I did take some action on. Um, I grabbed the Seattle number early, and this one maybe is a little interesting to talk about here. Uh, they're not; it's not widely available. I couldn't get a ton down on this, um, but uh, I do think that ultimately you see a healthy. Um, Russell Wilson out here. Seattle's coming off their bye. It's going to be a gross weather day up in Green Bay. Um, and I'm not, you know, I'm not buying that you're going to see Aaron Rodgers take the field here for the Packers. Uh, he's obviously dealing with the symptomatic case of COVID. Um, and, uh, you know, at best, he passes his two negative tests. He rejoins the team on Saturday night on the eve of this game. Not a ton of time to prepare for Seattle. Not that you really need a ton of time to prepare for, you know, the basic defense that Seattle runs out there. But I honestly, I like the way the Seattle's offense matches up against the current state of the Green Bay defense. Green Bay really invites you to run the ball. And so that kind of leans into just sort of the 
the general tendencies of Pete Carroll and Shane Waldron so far this season. Uh, and I think Seattle is going to be pretty effective in this spot. In fact, I like them to win that game outright. So I took the points with Seattle. Uh, and, uh, you know, I won't be surprised whatsoever if we ultimately learn that uh, this is uh, Russell Wilson versus Jordan Love. And Drew, I'm seeing the first three and a halfs pop up now in this game. Seeing the first Ooh. three and a half. Green Bay now down to three and a half at some off uh, shore shops. Mm. Well, I mean, even if it is, uh, let's just say it is Russell Wilson versus uh, Aaron Rodgers without a week of prep. What's the fair price here? It's probably Packers minus three. Packers are dealing with a ton of injuries defensively. Uh, they they missed uh, Kenny Clark for a decent amount of that game. He's kind of been the key to them stopping the run because behind Kenny Clark, they have some smaller linebackers and some extra DBs on the field on almost every down. Um, and uh, realistically, I think uh, that's what Seattle wants to do. They want to balance their attack. And I think uh, that you know sets itself up well. No one matches up with DK Metcalf or Tyler Lockett in the secondary for Green Bay. So Seattle's going to score points in this one. It's just a matter of if Green Bay answers, uh, and realistically, I think, irrespective of Rodgers' availability, this continues to move in the direction of the Seahawks. All right. What else did you bet here? One of these, I'm, I'm told, is going to surprise me. Oh, really? Oh, yeah. Ooh, interesting. Yeah. Um, I haven't bet Philadelphia yet, but I have plus three. I'm looking for a flat plus three on the Philadelphia Eagles. That one's a fun one because I think you're basically selling high on the performance you just saw from Denver. Denver going from a 10-point dog to a three-point favorite in a week is hysterical. Uh, that's a wild overreaction, and that defense is not as good as what they showed you against Dallas through three quarters. Um, similarly, I bet uh, New Orleans at plus three against Tennessee. You're getting a beautiful, beautiful sell-high spot here on Tennessee. Not that I'm in love with New Orleans, but Tennessee's offense really struggled against the Rams. Now they have to face a much tougher test against the New Orleans Saints defense. Saints coming off of a heartbreaking loss to the Falcons. This is a good spot for them to bounce back and get the win. Uh, I like them plus three. I like them on the money line. That's probably my favorite play of the week. Uh, and then um, in the primetime spot, we got Kansas City as two and a half point favorites against the Vegas Raiders. I'm going Chiefs here. I think you're getting a buy low here on the Chiefs at two and a half. Wow, that's um, the I know, one. I yeah. know the Raiders have played them tough over the last couple of years. I know that uh, there are a lot of... Um, a lot of people who have been riding the bandwagon for the Chiefs for a long time who are finally jumping off. Uh, and I know that things aren't perfect for Kansas City right now. They're definitely dealing with a number of issues. But um, this is this is a, a good number. Realistically, you should you know, this should probably be four, four and a half. Uh, the Las Vegas Raiders are in a just an absolutely brutal spot right now in terms of what's going on with that franchise, all the things swirling in that locker room. Uh, and, uh, you know, the Kansas City Chiefs continue to do just enough to get wins. If you're going to give me them under a field goal in the state that the Raiders are in right now, I will lay that every time. Wow. Interesting. And and it is, I mean, the one thing that I will absolutely give you is, for those who missed it, uh, now on the heels of the tragic Henry Rugg story where a death resulted of a poor 23-year-old woman, um, now we have a Damon Arnett story. So both Raiders 2020 first-round draft picks are donezo. Uh, for the video surfaced with him uh, brandishing firearms and making threats. Brandishing firearms and making threats. Well, no one heard. That's a serious matter. And he is done. And who could blame anyone for that also? So it, there's just a, a lot going on. By the way, in a, in a other detail of that story uh, that sort of gets by the wayside, he crashed not one, not two, not three, but four rental cars. 
four four rental cars. If I crashed one, I'd be like, oh, I'd be horrified, right? Four, four rental cars. Yeah. So anyway, you're right. There's a lot getting back to to the to the to the you know try to handicap this kind of thing. And this is not a quantifiable thing, right? This is this is just sort of a little bit of you know, art to the science here where it's like, what sure. What do you do with this football team? They certainly didn't look good against the Giants, that's for sure. And we talked to Bryant McFadden, you know, two-time Super Bowl champ about, you know, the difference between the Gruden episode versus the Ruggs episode and besides the obvious details, just how a football team deals with that. And he couldn't have stressed enough how different it is. And so far, he's been kind of right about it. You know, they no, went. 100%. Yeah. 100%. You lose your head coach, the leaders in the locker room stand up, they save their season, you know, in the next two weeks with wins against the, the Broncos and the um, and the Eagles. That was a very clear, uh, you know, like, hey, you know, we, we're not, you know, we're not going to let this d- deter our season, right? Um, you're on your bye, the rugs situation happens, and that becomes just an absolute monumental distraction. I mean, I could just tell you from a fan standpoint, like, you were totally consumed by the news on Tuesday and Wednesday about what was going on with this thing. Yes. If you were you know, someone who knew him, how, you're not prepping for the Giants. You're literally like searching for well, what's happening. What, you know, what's going on? Why didn't I do something? You know, like you're there. The, the range of distraction that that particular incident causes is monumental. Um, and, you know, they may be able to reset after a tough loss on the road to the Giants and prepare for this Kansas City Chiefs game. But the fact that this is in prime time, the fact that this is against the Chiefs, all of that spells huge trouble for me. And honestly, I think we're probably at the buy low spot for the, for the Chiefs. The fact that they didn't cover the seven point spread against the Packers was probably a good thing. If you really are interested in the futures market here, you know people are like, you know, every everyone I talk to, is, oh, for, don't don't bet on the Chiefs. Forget it. This for you know, don't don't do it. These guys, something's not right. Blah 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 blah. Yeah, but they continue to kind of keep their nose in this contest. The AFC is to- completely flat right now. Like they, yeah. you know, the, there's there's no no one has stood out. We thought that the Bills would be running away with this thing by this point, but they still only have five wins. The Chiefs have five wins. So this is this is a complete toss up here. There's you know, I don't believe in the uh, Tennessee Titans to continue to win uh, at the um, at the pace that they are. They're going to drop a couple of games here. You know that defense is not as good as they played against the Rams, in my opinion. They'll have some st- stumbles uh, down the home stretch here. So, um, you know, the fact that the AFC has kind of let the Chiefs hang around—you've heard this story before. You know, this is a dangerous team. If they click, and you know, I say if they click, when they click, um, you know, teams are going to be uh, uh, tough. Tough. They're going to be a tough hang in terms of keeping up with from a point scoring standpoint. Tyreek Hill is going to continue to get healthier. Travis Kelsey will be more effective. This offensive line will continue to gel. Um, you know, there will be some moment later this season, December, January playoffs, where you'll be looking up and be like, man, I, I, I thought. I thought they figured out Pat Mahomes. I thought the too high safety thing was the was the key, was the recipe. I, but that's not working anymore, right? Like at some point, we will have to reckon with the fact that this offense is still an absolute dump, you know dynamite. And um, you know, I think uh, realistically, against a Raiders team that's distracted, this is a good spot to get them under a field goal. All right, Kansas City, Philadelphia, Seattle, I believe was the the first one. And what's your total as we leave, real quick? <sighs> Chargers over fifty one and a half. Okay, best over on the board. We got to run. Thank you, Drew. Appreciate you uh, changing it up for us. Hey, Miss Lucas. 
At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow the global story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. What's up? I'm John Wall. And I'm CJ Toledano, and we're starting a new podcast presented by DraftKings called Point Game. We're now joined by three-time NBA Sixth Man of the Year, elite bucket getter let's please welcome jamal crawford to point game king of the court one-on-one tournament if they had it back in your prime do you think you could have took it all i'm gonna be honest with you i don't think i could have took it all but i think i would have shocked a lot of people i think kobe and everybody in their prime kobe would win a one-on-one contest yeah yeah because you gotta think he's gonna guard he don't care about guarding He's going to guard. He's going to exactly. guard. Like, you see him in the Olympics, he's going to guard. And then on I'm top of that. like that, see that? Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome Sam Cassell to Point Game. I remember you came out from crying tears. <laughs> crying tears. I mean, he was in a culture shock. And then I, his, he's going to withdraw us about winning. Remember what I told you? I said, I said, OG, you think I can get paid and go back and play in college because he didn't need it. <laughs> Check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toledano on the iHeartRadio app, DraftKings YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Numbers Game with Gil Alexander on VSIN, the sports betting network. BetMGM, the king of sportsbooks, welcomes you with a special offer on college basketball. Simply place a $10 money line wager on any game, and if either team hits a three pointer in the game, you'll win $200 in free bets, regardless of your bet's outcome. Just use bonus code VSIN200 when you make your first bet. Enjoy college hoops like never before with BetMGM all season long. Download the app or go to BetMGM.com and use bonus code VSIN200 to win $200 in free bets if a three pointer is made in the game you wager on. Eligibility restrictions apply. Visit BetMGM.com for terms and conditions. 21 years of age or older to wager. New customer offer. All promotions are subject to qualification and eligibility requirements. Rewards issued as non-withdrawable free bets or site credit. Free bets expire seven days from issuance. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotional offer not available in Mississippi or Nevada. We get tweets at the book. He's uh, doing a, uh, he's quoting me. There's no punt returners anymore. There's no, he's me. He's going to say Mike Nelms, isn't he? Gil, Devin Hester, there's no Mike Nelms. Him, nods in appreciation. It always comes back to Joseph Jackson Gibbs. Hey, listen, uh, Mike Nelms was kick returner of the all 80, uh, 1980s all-decade team. I didn't just make it up. He was that good. Uh, Richard Palma. Hey, Richard. 
Enough NFL officiating. WTA finals start tomorrow. <laughs> I'll do one better for you. I will give you a tennis pick today. How about that? I have a tennis pick in Linz today, coming up in about 45 minutes. Where? The, where? the match is in Fort Linz, L-I-N-Z. What, what country is that in? I'm going to guess Austria. Okay. Let me see if my guess was correct. Uh, yeah. One more. If you're you go after me as long as you're funny. I'll read it. Phil Weiss, bottom line, if we didn't bet on it, I would have watched Thunderball. <laughs> Thunderball is like the worst James Bond movie there is. You ever seen Thunderball? There's like an underwater scene that lasts 40 minutes. It's just endless. They were so amazed by their own technology. The scene just went on and on. Uh, this is also from D. Lou, three times Jeff. He says, I may be the only one who'd get it, but uh, an occasional Gil unannounced Ken Beatrice appreciation hour would be amazing. Talk about Arby's curly fries, how 80% of NFL games are not won. They're lost in every conversation with. Bye now. That's a very DC-oriented tweet. Ken Beatrice, who we all grew up on. The late Ken Beatrice is a sports talk radio host in the District of Columbia. Uh, DMV back in the day, even though we didn't call it the DMV then. Uh, yes. Always with the curly fries. I'll do that one day. Not today, though. Dan Bespris on the NBA from the Fantasy Today NBA podcast and also hoops-ball.com. How you doing, Dano? Good morning, Gil. Can I say something about James Bond? Please. Please. <laughs> my my wife and I, before we had children, we made this harebrained plan. We were going to watch every James Bond in oh. chronological order. Oh, you know so when we ran out of gas? Thunderball. Yeah, the fourth one. It's the worst. <laughs> Thunderball's, uh, you know the, the underwater scene? Forever. Takes forever. You're forever. like, I can't watch this anymore. They're just like, I don't even know what's happening in that scene. This is, <laughs> and it's a chase. It's the slowest chase on Earth. It's the worst. <laughs> People should watch it just to see how bad it is. All right, Dano. So much happened in the NBA last night. Uh, let's start with the Warriors. Steph messed around and dropped 50. He also filled up the box score, like, throughout. It was just incredible. Rebounds, assists. Steals led the Warriors in all of these categories last night. Not quite a triple-double, but good Lord, who cares? And so my question to you becomes this, and I don't care if I'll let the hate wash over me. Should the Warriors, who I've said from the beginning of the year, I was like, why don't are people not getting the Warriors? Do they not understand how great the Warriors are? And people are like, oh, you're a homer. Uh, maybe. But here's the deal. Should they not be the favorite to win the NBA title? That's my first question. Don't have Clay yet. We'll get him back at some point. And two, are the Warriors without Clay better than the Lakers, even when they have LeBron? Well, a second one I think is probably, <clears throat> excuse me, is probably a no. Uh, to the Warriors' credit, though, and, and you and I were texting about this yesterday, they've really ratcheted up their defense more than anything. Yes. And then last night, every once in a while, you're going to get the Steph uh, thermonuclear game, and that's just over. You don't even have to worry about anything else. He's going to go nuts. He had his 50 points on 28 shots yesterday. Nine threes, three steals. It was the whole thing. He didn't really need any help. He got a little bit of help. But that's the key so far is that he's actually gotten help. Steph hasn't had to do the crazy things he was doing at the end of even last year just to get him in position for a play-in tournament. He's at 27 and change points per game after the 50-burger last night. Uh, but yeah, I've been really impressed with their defense. I think they do. They really do need clay to get over that last hump. You're seeing a lot of teams struggle with, and I don't have a great explanation for it. My best guess is that the NBA or players in the NBA were like, look, we just played 
We played like most of a season, then we had a little break, and then we had the bubble, and then we had a whole season, and then we had another little break. We're just shutting her down for this offseason. And you've seen a lot of guys really slow to kind of get back in the, the right mindset. And it's funny, too. I would even argue that Steph isn't quite all the way there, although last night might have been when that switch kind of flipped because he's only shooting 43% so far this year. So there's this, this offseason, I think, was really weird for players, and you're seeing a lot of kind of anomalous stuff. Uh, but one thing that isn't is the Warriors' defense is very good. They are better than most of us expected, except you. Uh, so I, I got to give credit where credit to on that one. Um, but no, I don't think they're better without Clay than the Lakers when healthy. I just think you're seeing the Lakers, you know, they, they're integrating one of the most difficult players in the NBA to integrate, and they'll figure it out. I, what I've been saying on my own show is, tell me what the Lakers look like on Christmas Day, and then I'll tell you how they're going to be come playoff time, because this is going to be a long adjustment regardless. I, I, put, I couch it that way because I want 90% of the audience thinking how outrageous that comment I made just now that, that I think 90% of the audience will think it was, and I, watch as the months go on how that's not outrageous at all. Like, I just think that's how good the Warriors are um, and how how difficult it's going to be for the Lakers moving forward. But you're right. Let's wait till Christmas. Let's uh, let's reconvene on that question. Then uh, the Lakers, speaking of the Lakers without LeBron last night, did they not foul up three in regulation and then not foul again up three in overtime? Is that what happened last night? Gil, I'm going to break something. Oh, it kills me. You know what also actually kills me? Here's rant time from Dan this morning yes. is. Uh, I, I follow NBA Twitter very closely. I have to be on top of every little piece of news that happens from the fantasy standpoint. Uh, and NBA Twitter desperately wants teams to foul up three. And I'm like, yes, we've got something right. And then as soon as a team did it, NBA Twitter backlash was, oh, well, this isn't fun anymore. Well, what do you want? What do you want? I want no fun. Do the right thing. Yeah, team no fun. I'm I'm aboard. I'm on team no fun with you. Foul up three. Don't give them an opportunity to tie the ball game. Miles Bridges did it the first time around. Lakers kind of got lucky. Uh, Anthony Davis blocked, I think, the first effort in overtime, and then the second one was just a bit long, straight off the back rim. Uh, so, yeah, they got lucky. And then there was that very weird sequence like a minute or two prior where LaMelo Ball shot five free throws in a row <laughs> down the stretch. That was a very unusual game. <laughs> Uh, Lakers were fortunate to get out of it, and you know, right now they can thank the world's hottest basketball player, and that's Carmelo Anthony. Jeez. I didn't see this one coming either, Gil. No, I didn't see that coming. Didn't, didn't see amazing. that coming. Uh, Nikola Jokic last night just oh just absolutely loses his head and shoves Markeith Morris from the back. Little whiplash. Had trouble getting up after trying to initially. How many games is he going to miss? in the Nuggets win uh, last night over the I Heat. I don't know. You know, this is a tough one, Gil, because there, no, there was no punch. It was like a, a cross-check, I think. I don't watch hockey very much, so I probably <laughs> messed that up. Uh, so the sequence of events, and, and we have some he- people that cover the Heat for us at HoopBall, explain that earlier in the game, and I didn't see this part, that Jokic and Bam Adebayo were kind of tussling, and there was a little sort of a slap to the face or something along those lines. And then the argument is that, you know, at the very end of the game, fully decided, Markeith Morris, look, you, these guys are the fastest, most athletic human beings on earth. He knows where Nikola Jokic, the momentum is going to take him. And Markeith just kind of went straight on into his chest. He like, did. that's a very easy he foul to avoid. 
and then walked away like nothing had happened. And Jokic felt uh, that something had indeed happened and blasted him from the back. So I, I think the NBA is going to look back at all of that stuff. They're going to say, oh, well, you know what led up to it? Obviously, Jokic raised the temperature significantly by blasting him from <laughs> from the back when he wasn't yes. looking. Uh, but I'm guessing between one and three. That sounds I, don't, I don't think it's going to be like a, a massive thing here. Dan, only three games in the NBA tonight. Do you have a play on any of them? You know, we picked our days foolishly here, Gil. We did. And, and there aren't even really any things where I could, like, dive in and, and try to find a play that makes us nauseated or, <laughs> no, what did we call it last year? Plays play that, that make you want to vomit. vomit from Dan Bespers. I don't even know that there are teams playing tonight, really, that make you want to vomit. I know the Sixers are sort of a zombie iteration of themselves. So maybe that would qualify, but I don't really want to bet on them anyway. Well, Dan, uh, here, here's, the game... the, here's the solution. Here's the solution. Just come back tomorrow. That's the solution. Pa- get the pass with the wife. Just come back tomorrow. Where were you about so to say real quick? One, yeah. I do have one little have tiny seconds. angle that, that kind of got blown up at the last minute. Well, the Hawks were flying into altitude on the back-to-back from the Pacific time zone into mountain time zone. Ooh. But, of course, they got waxed by Steph, and it is a revenge game against Utah from five days ago. So we'll probably wipe that one out. But if we see something like that happen again, that's when we can jump on it. Dano, love you. Thank you, Dan Bespers. Dan Bespers, Thank you, best audio in the biz. We'll come back. Jeff and I on the NFL, college football with Pete Futak, College basketball numbers At Bed365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment. It's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. Zumo Play is your destination for endless entertainment. With a diverse lineup of 350-plus live channels, movies, and full TV series, you'll easily find something to watch right away. And the best part? It's all free. Love music? Get lost in the 90s with iHeart 90s. Dance away with hip-hop beats and more on the iHeart Radio music channels. No logins, no signups, no accounts, no hassle. So what are you waiting for? Start streaming at play.xumo.com or download from the app and Google Play stores today. All you can stream with Zumo Play.